Hi there, it's Kathleen here, and welcome to The Gathering, bringing God into everyday life. Let me encourage you to not just listen, but partner with God and practice what He speaks to you. You can access more information about me, my newspaper articles, upcoming events, contact me, or purchase my book, Thriving Through Seasons of Grief, on my website at www.kathleenmaxwellwamby.com. This podcast is now in 28 countries, and people have donated so that you can listen free. Will you consider paying it forward for someone else by giving a one-time or monthly gift? Simply click the button that says Become a Patron or Patronage at the top of the podcast. And don't forget to click the like or follow, and you'll be the first to know when new episodes are released. Enjoy the podcast. Well, I'm happy that you have joined me today for the Kathleen Maxwell Ramby podcast. And before we do part two of sowing and reaping, I want to just give a big shout out to our friends from the United Kingdom, <clears throat> from France, from Malaysia, Australia, Singapore. Those are just some of the countries recently that have been listening. And I want you to know that I appreciate you. And I'm so glad that you have taken time to spend some of your day with me. Don't forget, you can always contact me uh, by going to my website. And I would be happy to hear from you how these pod, these podcasts are helping you. So last week we talked about the principle of sowing and reaping. And if you have not listened to that then I would strongly encourage you to do that because it was kind of a foundation and I'm going to build on that today. Uh, we talked about how when we are, when what we think about, how it affects our attitude, how that affects our, our words, how that affects our actions. And so we talked about the importance of really really guarding our heart because it says out of the Bible out of our our the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks it also tells us to guard your heart because out of it comes life and so that's why if we want to have life and life abundantly we have to guard it <clears throat> so check out that podcast go back and listen to it if you get a chance today we're going to talk about another principle of sowing and reaping our, and our heart is the thing that is so critical, I think, in a principle of sowing and reaping. What is your heart? What kind of soil does it look like? My husband um, loves to, to garden. He was a farmer years ago. And so we've got flowers and, and he's always out there fertilizing them and doing things to make them grow and a tomato plant. And yesterday we noticed that the leaves were really turning turning yellow on this tomato plant and it was funny he woke up this morning and he said I've really been thinking about that tomato plant and what could have happened and he said one of the things I think could happen is he said when I repotted it we bought it at a store potted it he said I used the old soil and if using old soil he said maybe that tomato plant is not getting enough 
nutrients because if you don't have good soil then it doesn't give something for the plant to thrive on now it could be overwatering, underwatering, but we didn't think it was that just you know kind of eliminating things but i thought that was interesting because he talked about just how important the soil was just this morning and that's exactly what i'm speaking about today so i think our heart is a soil and it's important that we keep our heart soft we keep them pliable. We keep them in a state where we want to do what Jesus wants us to do, what God wants us to do. And I know sometimes there can be hurt. There can be disappointment. Those things can happen in our life, and it can cause us to harden our heart. Um, I remember years ago with my late husband, there were some things that happened. And I remember my heart was just kind of hardened towards him. And I asked the Lord, you know, God, please soften my heart, change my heart, soften it. And um, I think some things that I have found that help soften my heart and get it in the right place, which when I get my heart in the right place, I get my mind in the right place, I get my thoughts in the right place, my attitudes line up and my actions line up. But some of the things that help me are spending time in the word and that may sound trite i'm not talking about you got to spend 30 minutes a day i'm talking about start with three start with five start with reading one scripture start with reading the book of proverbs start with reading psalms you can just read a couple of scriptures but get your mind fixed on the right thing and i think that that helps soften that can help soften our heart i also know repentance helps keep my heart soft and repentance is key and when we realize repentance is just turning and going the other way anytime we realize that we have erred from what the bible says in anything i think the big key is repentance going to the lord and saying lord i realized i've done wrong please forgive me and then get back up and get back in the game don't waller in self-pity don't wallow in shame and if that has been your method of operation your mo i've got a couple of podcasts on both of those too god does not do shame and um, in my talks on forgiveness i know i talk a lot about repentance so repentance is key to keep on our hearts soft and it also keeps our hearts in a place where they're a little more humble. I think it's so easy to get puffed up with pride. I know I have sinned in that area in being proud. And when I realize it, going to the Lord and just humbling myself. And it helps keep my heart humble. It helps keep me gentle. Um, the Word, just being in the Word, I don't have to read the Bible every day. I want to. Now, sometimes life gets busy, and I'm not going to tell you that I'm in it every single solitary day, but I will tell you I'm probably listening to Christian radio at some point. I'm listening to another podcast. Um, if something happens to my schedule, it gets hijacked, and I don't get the time in the morning that I need, I am usually the one that suffers. And and it's it, and all of those things, it's like a ripple effect. So let me just encourage you to keep your heart soft because that is important. 
if you're going to be sowing good seeds into your marriage, into your work environment, into your church relationships, your friendships, and other things. And another big principle of sowing and reaping is be patient. Crops don't grow overnight. And I think that we talked about in Galatians 6 verses 9, verse 9 in last week's lesson, it says, let us not become weary in doing good, doing good, sowing the right seed. For at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Now, just like I was talking about just the farmland where we live here in Texas, um, they plant seeds, but oftentimes that crop is not ready to pick, ready to harvest for 60 days, 90 days, depending upon what it is. So sowing and reaping don't happen in the same time period. Now they can if maybe you were sowing seeds previously. So prepare your heart. I think another thing that helps me keep my heart soft is prayer. And especially if there's something I need to address or I want changed, in relationships, in settings, different settings from home to kids to, um, like I said, work, church, all of those things. If there's something you need to address, <clears throat> prayer can really help you get in the right framework. And we talked last week about, too, God changed my heart or changed theirs. And that's something that's important. But let's see what Matthew has to say about about. Um, sowing and reaping. Matthew 13 verse 7 says, Then he told them many things in parables, saying, Jesus talked in parables, stories. A farmer went out to sow his seed, and as he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path, and the birds came and ate it up. Some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly, because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched and they withered because they didn't, because they had no root. Other seeds fell among thorns, which grew up and choked the plant. Still other seeds fell on good soil where it produced a crop. So right there, it talks about the importance of good soil good soil so keep your heart soft you, you can't control other people you can't control their heart you can't control their if they like you or not you can't really control none of us are powerful enough to change someone's thinking now we might be persuasive but i will tell you the power of prayer works wonders um, the third principle I want to talk to you about in sowing and reaping is that we're going to reap more than we sow. Um, and so when you're looking at your life, ask God, give me good seed to sow. Show me how to sow good seed into my marriage, how to sow good kid seed into my kids or my grandkids. My words get, I get ahead. I'm thinking ahead. <laughs> my words are getting twisted. Um, because God will show you what you need to sow into your marriage and one of the things I would like to suggest is when you look at farmers like 
there's just different farmers I've gotten to be friends with in our community. And one of the questions I ask is, how do you decide what you're going to plant? And the comment I've gotten is, we look at the market. We look at what's really selling. We look at what's really needed in you know, the produce interest the industry. And so right there, look at what's needed, whether it's in your marriage, whether it's in your kids. Look at what's needed and then ask God to give you that seed to sow. Second Corinthians 9 verses 6 through 10. Let's look at this. It says, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly and whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. Now, this passage is talking about, I think, financial things, but I think it applies in any aspect of sowing and reaping. In verse 8, it goes on to say, And God will bless you abundantly, so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. For it is written, They have freely scattered their gifts to the poor. Their righteousness endures forever. Now he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will also supply and increase your store of seed and will enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. Oh my word, right there we have such a great promise that God who supplies seed that scripture tells us that it's God who supplies our seed. God supplies it. So that's why we need to go to him. Examine examine your marriage. Examine your children. Maybe they have behaviors and they're misbehaving or they're doing something that they shouldn't be doing or they're you know, being rebellious. Look at whatever it is that you need and then begin to ask God. But oftentimes we need to sow the opposite. When there's strife, we sow peace. You know, Satan loves to plant negative thoughts in our head and even minor irritations with our kids, with our husband, with our boss can become major issues when we plant negativity in those things. So that's where we have to really guard our thoughts and think about what's good. The Bible tells us in James, you know, think on these things, whatsoever is good, whatsoever is righteous. It talks about all of those things. I don't have that scripture. I can't quote it and I don't have my Bible open to that right now to find it. but. It's really, really important because you and I are responsible for our thoughts, attitudes, and actions. And if we take the bait that Satan plants and tries to give us, then it's going to lead us down a negative spiral. Second Corinthians 10 verses 3 through 5 says, For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power. You have power. You're not a victim. Divine power to demolish strongholds. When I see that word demolish, it makes, it makes me think of a wrecking ball just hitting 
a building and just knocking it down. And that's the kind of power we have when we wage war the godly the godly way. And what I mean by that is we fight with the fruit of the Spirit. We fight with the power of God. We fight with prayer. We fight with speaking life and not death. And then uh, listen to verse 5. Game changer here. It says, We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Right there, taking our thoughts captive. You got to be the captain of your thoughts. Have a podcast on that. And that's what it's called, Captain of Your Thoughts. And we will be ready to punish every act of disobedience once your obedience is complete. God wants us to obey. He wants us to take every thought captive um, into the, is, is this something Jesus would be thinking about? Is this something the Bible says I need to keep my mind fixed on? So let's do some self-examination. And when we find that we've gone astray, again, repentance is our friend. So nobody makes you think negative thoughts. The devil might try to plant a seed there, but you don't have to take the bait. He might try to plant something in your head, but you can just say, no, not today, Satan. Not today. No. You have that power to say no to negativity and speak blessing. Even speak blessing over yourself. Maybe you live alone and you don't have many people around you or you don't have family or you don't have a spouse or, you know, um, you're in a relationship that is real life-giving. I know some people are missionaries over in other places, but you can speak blessing over yourself listen to last week's podcast about how our words and that includes speaking words over yourself um i just think those things are so critical and that i think has been enough for you to chew on for today think about those things let's practice god like i've said before he's not looking for perfection He's looking for people that walk with him, that talk with him. He's looking for people that are trying to do what his word says. He's looking for people that are repentant. And he's looking for people that are in his word. Friends, we can live such an abundant life. Such an abundant life. And part of the ways that we can do that is sowing good seed into those that are around us into situations we're in so that we'll reap we'll reap the blessing and benefit in the days ahead let's pray jesus thank you that you supply the seed that we need and i ask god that you just show each one of us the seed we need to sow into our churches, into our family, into our in-laws, into our husbands, our children. Give us good seed to sow. We look to you. Give us plant thoughts in our head, God. We look to you to be the supplier and help us to be quick to act. 
Help us to be quick to repent when we realize we're thinking and going down a negative path in our thought pattern. And Father, open our eyes to see you, how big, how great, how wonderful you are. Be magnified in our life so that we can magnify you and show others who you really are. Bless my friends. Bless their ministry. Bless the things you've called them to. Bless them super abundantly above what they could ask or think. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, thanks for again for joining me, and I'll catch you next week. Don't forget, you can always share this podcast with your friends. Go to the three little buttons, and um, there's... When the drop-down bar comes, it says, say share, so you can share. You can also give and help support this podcast. I need people to help me with this ministry. And um, it might look like a little money bag on your podcast. It might look like a just donate here or red. Um, You might have to play around, but it is there, and I sure appreciate that. You can also go to my website. Love you guys, be blessed, and I'll see you next week.